going to ask everyone if you could re begin to return to your seats. And as you go back to your seat, I want to tell you about something that happened this morning. I was speaking to someone in the back of the church, and he was all upset. I said, what's the matter? He said that his wife had just gone shopping and came home with a $500 dress. And he was all mad. So I said, what happened? He said, he spoke to his wife, and his wife said that she was trying on the dress, and she heard the devil whisper in her ear and say, you look great in that dress. You need to buy it, even if you can't afford it. So the... So the husband said, well, didn't you hear what Pastor George said? Whenever the devil tries to tempt you, you say, get thee behind me, Satan. And she said, well, I did that. The husband said, what happened? So the wife said, he told me I look great from back there, too. <laughs> so... Anyway, in the new year, I'm trying to get my health better. I got a new dental plan. It's, it's called Chew on the Other Side. Anyone else with that? I, I don't like my dentist anyway. I asked him, what do I do about my yellow teeth? He told me to wear a brown necktie. So then I went to my regular doctor trying to get all healthy. I says... I says, every morning I wake up, I look in the mirror, and I feel like I want to throw up. What's wrong with me? He said, I don't know, but your eyesight is perfect. <laughs> so I guess we're going downhill, so I better stop. But if you want to hear more, you could talk to Bert, my agent, and he'll hook it all up. <laughs> Next time we'll have a cover charge and a two-drink minimum. So I better move on, right? Pastor George is good. That's why he always stands back there when I'm preaching, so he can give me all the signal. <laughs> but if you could put up on, on the board, um, the title of the message today is The Force Awakens, and that might sound familiar. So we got a video to go with it. So let's run the video that goes with the title.
was very spiritual right there. Now we could cut that out. But why did I show the video? Because it talks about on a galax another galaxy far, far away in a time long, long ago. It talks about a force. And he, Luke Skywalker said, the force is strong in my family. My father has it. I have it. My sister have it, has it. And you have that power too. Well, I want to tell you about somebody greater than Luke Skywalker and that there's a power that's in you. And if you've got the Holy Spirit in you, then you have that power too. And every one of the family of God has a power, a force living in you. And it's not about a galaxy far, far away. It's for right here and right now. So very appropriately talking about Star Wars, I'm going to go to Luke chapter 3. That fits in good, right, Josh? The book of Luke, and I'm talking about Scar. <laughs> Luke 3:15. See this, but when we're talking now about a force, we're not talking about this power that lives in you. We're talking about the very God of heaven, the Creator of the universe Himself. He lives within you. And Luke 3.15, it says, The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John, speaking of John the Baptist, John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come. The straps of whose sandals I am unworthy to untie and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. John the Baptist was saying, I'm nobody, but there's one coming, and he will fill you with the power, with the force. And a fire from heaven, he will fill you to overflowing. And the power that God used to create the universe is living in you. You are unstoppable. And one of the reasons that Pastor George wanted to have this challenge was not to not believe in that if you pray for a month and you worship for a week, that that's going to carry you through the whole year. But it's the idea of having a lifestyle of seeking God throughout the year. It's not something that you put behind. I can't wait till next January so I could seek God again. The idea is to give you a hunger that there's something more, that there's something living in you, not something but someone that lives in you. And we wanted to give you a hunger for more, to awaken you to the knowledge that God is in you, and there's nothing that you can't do. In, in Pastor George's sermon last week, he shared from the book of Nehemiah how the people were called to build, rebuild the wall in Jerusalem that was destroyed by the enemy. 
And see, God is a destroyer, of a, is a rebuilder of a broken wall, but God wants to do even greater things today. He's a restorer of broken family. He's a repairer of shattered dreams, broken hearts, broken lives. In Isaiah 58, verse 12, your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be recalled repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with the dwellings. Isaiah 61, 4, they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. In the Old Testament, it was about rebuilding this broken wall, a physical structure. In the New Testament, it's about restoring people and cities. Those who have been crushed and wounded have suffered abuse and injustice. You are the hope for this city. You're the hope for this world. God wants to awaken the, the church as a mighty army, as a mighty force to bring restoration to this nation. You see, there's a, I, what I believe a wrong theology that we, I hear a lot of talk about these being the last days. And, and the emphasis is always on what the enemy is doing. The emphasis is always on the economic problems and the brutality and the ISIS and the corrupt politics and the immorality. Oh, this must be the end. That's the sign of the, of the last days. Well, I want to tell you a greater sign that we're living in the last days. And it's about a victorious church. It's about a church that will overcome everything that the enemy is doing. How do I know that? Because the Bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. It doesn't matter what's going on out there. The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But you are greater. We don't tolerate what the devil is doing, what the Antichrist is doing. You can beat the Antichrist up and down the street because the force in you is greater than the one in him. We, we don't walk in fear of the devil. A mighty army fears nothing. In, in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 11, it says, Give praise and thanks to the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his mercy and kindness and steadfast love endure forever. For I will cause the captivity of the land to be reversed, and return to be as it was at first, says the Lord. That's your mandate. You have a mission. Not to get all excited because things are getting worse and that's a sign Jesus is coming back. So that means we're ready. The world's going to end and Jesus is going to come. What it says is that you have a calling. You have an anointing on your life to reverse and restore the land. 
God desires to put things back and make it even better than it was. To restore the, the immorality, the, the brokenness in this city. We don't lift up what the devil's doing and say, this must be the last days. Wow. I'm not impressed by hell. I'm impressed when the people of God rise up as a mighty force with one heart and one spirit and begin to break down the gates of hell. We advance against it. We don't say, oh, the terrorists are here. This must be the end. Let's hide in the church because the devil is going to win. He ain't going to win nothing. Unless we allow him to. God wants to awaken the force. Who's in the force? Who's in God's mighty army today? I, I, I was talking to one person that was here on Easter last year. And I said, I haven't seen you a long time. I said, I thought you were in the army of the Lord. He said, I am. I said, how come I never see you here? He said, I'm in the secret service. <laughs> you see, as the picture that Pastor George painted last week, you can't do it by yourself. You can't even live the Christian life on your own because you weren't meant to. Even in the Old Testament, when, when the Israelites were marching forward, it said a few of them lagged behind and the enemy came and took them out. Never let yourself be disconnected from the people of God. You see, you can't win the battle. I don't know about you, but I need the people of God. I, I can't live the Christian life by myself. I'm not strong enough. Maybe some of you are a lot tougher than me. I, I need the church. I need the body of Christ to stand with me, to be encouraged. See, that, that's, that's how the church wins. That's why the enemy does everything it can to divide the people of God. You know that in the earth today, I believe there's like 12,000 different Christian denominations divided by theology, race, economics, cultures. Can you imagine if the people of God ever started to love each other, what could happen on this earth? You see, God is in the process of restoring each one of you so that you can fulfill your mission to be a restorer in your community, in the nation, on the earth. Isaiah 57, verse 15. The high and lofty ones, speaking of the Lord, who lives in eternity, the holy one says this, I live in the high and holy place with those whose spirits are contrite and humble. I restore the crushed spirit of the humble and revive the courage of those with repentant hearts. That's a powerful scripture. It says the creator, the king of kings, the God who's up in heaven, he's high and mighty and he sits on his throne. 
And it tells you where you can find them in the hearts of broken people. Those who are humble. Maybe you've been wounded and broken. You know that God is near you today? It says why? Because he wants to restore you. It says those who are crushed in spirit and with repentant hearts. You see, God doesn't seem to have a lot of time for people who are full of themselves. He doesn't have a lot of time for religious hypocrites. Jesus, he he just brushed them off. But if you stand before God today and say, I'm broken. I need you, God. That's where you'll find him, right there. He's with you today in the midst of whatever you're going through because he wants to restore your spirit. And it says revive your strength and your courage. In Psalm 14, 7, God says, I want to restore your joy that's been lost. In Psalm 30, verse 2, God says, I will restore back your health. See, these are the promises of God. Don't just look at what's going on around you. Don't just look at your your circumstances. Take hold of the promise of God to bring restoration and wholeness. You, You see, back when I became a Christian, all the people used to tell me, God doesn't care about your emotions. He doesn't care about your feelings. He only cares about your spirituality. He only cares how much you pray. Are you doing ministry? He's not interested in what's going on within you. That is a total lie. It says right here that God wants to restore every area of your life, everything that's been broken in you, everything that's been crushed in your mind, in your emotions. See, God is a powerful force, but he's also a tender God who's near you. He's putting the broken pieces back together. This next verse is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Last week, Pastor George was speaking through the book of Nehemiah. I want to go all the way to the end, to chapter 13, and read... And read from verse 1. I just love this scripture. It says, On that day, the book of Moses... Well, let me just give you some background. After This is at the end. After they had rebuilt the wall that was being spoken of, and after the temple was being was rebuilt, and they restored back the Bible, you know that the people of God had forgotten all about the Bible, and they found one? And they said, wow, look what it says. And it says, on that day, the book, of Mo- the book of Moses was the part of the Bible they had back then. They didn't have the whole Bible. Was read aloud in the hearing of the people. And there it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever be admitted into the assembly of God. Because they had met the Israelites with food, they had not met the Israelites with food and water, but had hired Balaam to pull a 
call a curse down on them. So they found the Bible, and in the Bible it said, those people called the Moabites and the Ammonites, don't let them near the presence of God. And it says, why? Because they tried to curse the people of God. It's not like New Testament times. Don't you glad you live today when everyone is welcome in the house of God? All the sinners, the failures, the mess up, the Ammonites can come in, the Perbucites. What about people who live in Paris? Those are the parasites. But God told them, stay away because of Balaam, who you can read about in the book of Numbers, I think 17. They paid him to call a curse down on Israel. And this next thing, the end of chapter, verse 2 is powerful. It says, our God, however, turned the curse into a blessing. You see how powerful that is? That everyone who's tried to curse you, everyone who's tried to destroy your life, who has abandoned you, who has gossiped against you, everyone who's been a curse in your life, God makes, is making you a promise. I'm going to turn that curse into a blessing. That ex-boyfriend that left you devastated and then gossiped and spoke against you. I'm going to leave a blessing instead. You are not cursed. Because God is turning it around. Every devastating thing that's come against you in your life. The father that just walked away. Those people in your life who have tried to devastate you. Even people at work who try to knock you down. Who, who became a curse. God says, I'm turning it around. I'm bringing restoration and I'm leave, making it into a blessing. You see, you are blessed. I don't care. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. Don't tell me, oh, but look at what they said and look what... Those things hurt, but they're not going to affect you one more day. Because God, if you'll just believe God right now, if you'll step back out of your situation and look towards the heaven and say, what, what the enemy meant to destroy my life, what the devil did to devastate me, God is turning it around and I'm going to walk into blessing. And every place where there's curses have come against me, I'm going to walk in the blessings of heaven. In Joel chapter 2, the people of Israel, they were disobedient and they deserved punishment. And punishment came in the form of locusts. You know what locusts are? They're like grasshoppers on steroids. They, they, they come and they eat up everything. They ate up all the corn, all the crops, all the broccoli, everything they had, all their wealth, all the finances. All of a sudden, millions of insects came and, and began to eat it away. And people went broke. Their lives were destroyed. They went into poverty. 
But in Joel chapter 2, verse 25, God made a promise. He said, I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. What is he saying? All those wasted years, if you'll turn to me, even if it, it was your fault, you can't even blame the devil. You messed up. God is saying, even then, even though you made your bed and now you're lying in it, you made a bad choice. You got involved with a real jerk. You committed the crime. And God says, even then, even still, I will restore you. All those years, those wasted years of devastation, if you'll trust me, if you'll come back to me, if you'll call upon my name, I will restore back every one of those years. And not only restore it back, but in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 11, God says, even now I announce that I will restore twice as much to you, even double. God will leave a double blessing behind, even if you were guilty. But let's just thank God for his mercy right now. He is a God of mercy. He is a God of grace. He doesn't treat us the way we deserve. If he treated us how we deserve, a guy would come in with a machine gun right now and we'd all be wiped out, every one of us, pastors and all. All you people thinking you got all, you're all holy up there. No, even you. We all deserve death. There's not one righteous in our own self. But he is so merciful that you are his children. And he said, yes, you, maybe you ruined your life. Maybe you ruined your marriage. But I still will restore you if you call upon my name. If you humble yourself. Say, I've never heard of that kind of love in any place in this world like the love of the Father. So I, I want you to hear a story right now. I, I asked Sarah to come. Wherever she is. Oh, over there. And I, I asked her just, just to give a sample of God's restoration. And then when she's done, I asked her to, to sing a song that was somehow would help to bring her through a song that really ministered to her heart. God bless you, family. Amen. Um, it's a privilege to be here, and I think Pastor Gary, who has tried over and over again, <laughs> to have me up here, and every time he asks me, I'm either working or something's happening. But I thank God for this opportunity. Um, and I, when he asked me to speak about restoration and, and to share, I was thinking, I think I said, the last time I went up there, I felt like I shared everything. <laughs> so what do I say now? Um, but 
a lot of, I, 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 got, I have a verse, and I want to start with that. And it's Jeremiah 29, 11, and I feel like it's aligned with a lot of the things that Pastor Gary said. And it says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an unexpected end. And I like that version because at the end it says to give you an unexpected end. And you know how when we go through things in life, we're always saying, oh, you know, why am I going through this? That's the number one question. Uh, why am I going through this? What is the end result? I must have a big crown in heaven because I've gone through this and that. And each situation gets worse and worse. Um, and, and there's people always telling us there's a reason for everything. There's a reason for everything, right? Everything that we go through, there's, there's a reason. I found myself at a point in my life where um, I, I was asking those same questions. And I remember a friend of mine telling me one day, well, you know what? We all go through things, and there's a reason behind everything. And I, I asked, I was like, okay, so what's, can you tell me the reason? Because... I no longer wanted to wait until I saw it myself. I got desperate and I said, but do you know the reason? Just so I can have peace and I can just be okay and then I can continue. She was like, well, no, I don't. So I had to just um, grab onto the Lord's word because that's all we can do. You know, we, we, we go in life and we just... We want to do, like Pastor Gary, things, things with our own strength. And we want to we wanna just go about it our own way because we don't see the result fast enough. And we don't see um, an answer right then and there. And, 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 you know, we've said here many times where we come to church and we, want, we, we forget about God. And then we come here and we want him to answer us so quickly. But there's a process that we must go through. We have to go through that fire. Those diamonds on your earrings and those diamonds on your ring just didn't become a diamond on its own. It had to go through a fire. But what's great about God is that the Bible says that even though you may go through the fire, right, you, you're, you're not going to burn. You just have to trust. Like the three young men that the pastor was preaching about a couple of weeks ago, you know, it was... You're going to be thrown in the fire sometimes. It's a process of you just have to know how to, how to just trust and believe. And when you're going through that restoration process, it's going to feel like it's never ending. You know, we, we, we get caught up with the, with the clicks and we get caught up with the groups. And, and then when we're going through that process of restoration, we say, well, where, where's the friends that I thought I had? And you know what? Maybe there's a reason why they're not there. Because God just wants to be with you alone. He just wants to speak to you. But we get caught up with the, oh, my gosh, with everybody. And I thought you were my friend. And I thought you were the one, my mentor. And I thought, I thought, I thought, but that's what's happening. We're thinking and we're thinking, but we're not allowing God's thoughts to lead us and allowing for his word to guide us and allowing for his peace to be within us and in our homes. And then we create all of this drama, and we create all of these thoughts, and then it's God's fault. And then it's God who's not answering our prayers, and it's, not, it's God who's not. But if we would only align ourselves to his word and understand that he, ha he knows your thoughts, and he has greater thoughts for you. And it's like the, words, it's like, it's like the word that I read to an unexpected end. So you may, not, you, know, you may not know the end to it right now, 
But the great thing is that he knows the end. And if you just hang on to him in that process of restoration, you will see at some point the end that he has for you. Amen? And the song that I want to sing is a simple worship song that I'm sure you know it, so I want you to join in with me. And it's because in the, in the middle, in, in the midst of it all, in my situation, all I can do is worship God because of who he is. It's not because of what he's given me, not because who I have in my life, not because of whatever, whatever material or things that, you know what, they're here today and gone tomorrow, only because of what he is, who he is in my life. Amen? So I want to sing this song because of who you are. We worship you, Jesus.
You see, even if, if God never did a thing for you, if he was just God, if he was just the king of kings and never even bothered with us, he would be worthy of our worship. But we worship him today because of his love for us, that when we don't deserve it, and our biggest mess and our biggest failure, he's always there lending a hand saying, come on back up. That's why we, the Bible says, that's why we fear him is because of his mercy. He could just forget about us. But he loves you. He's near you. And his heart is to make you even better than ever. To restore you. To lift you up. And fulfill your destiny. And you know what the word says? That he wants to do even more than you could think or imagine. Greater than your biggest dream. But we're busy selling ourselves short. Beating ourselves up because of the messes we've made. Feeling we can't do anything. God wants to restore you and use you to bring restoration to a broken world. It says in Isaiah 42 verse 22. This is a people robbed and plundered. All of them are snared in holes. They are hidden in prison houses. For they are for prey and no one delivers. For plunder and no one says restore. Isaiah was looking out at the people. He said, these people here, even the people of God are in trouble. They're, they're in a mess. So many of them have been broken and abused and wounded and made a mess. And there's not one person to stand and stay restored until Jesus came. And, and that's what we're going to do right now. So I'm, I'm going to call up right now a man from a galaxy far, far away. I'm going to ask Josh to come. I think he's from a time millions of years ago. And Lee, his wife, is going to come. And we're, we're going we're to do what the word just said. So I'm going to ask everyone to stand right now. And the worship team can come. And before I release them to begin to speak restoration over your life. I'm going to ask if that's you today. If, if you need God to restore you in your emotions, in your finances, in your relationship, in your marriage, as a parent, 
I'm going to ask you to stand with me right now because I need restoration. I'm going to ask you just to come forward and we're just going to pray over you from up here right now. A, a few, a, last week, I was going through some things and Pastor George, he sent, me a, he sent me a text and says, well, what is God saying to you through all this that you're going through? See, and back in October, God gave me this scripture. He gave me a promise from Job chapter 11, verse 16. You will surely forget your trouble, recalling it only as waters gone by. Life will be brighter than noonday, and darkness will become like morning. You will be secure because there is hope. You will look about you and take your rest in safety. You will lie down with no one to make you afraid, and many will court your favor. Say, I don't know how God's going to do it, but I'm believing for total restoration in health, in finances, in ministry, and everything that the enemy has broken down, and everything that happened because of my wrong choices. I'm saying God is going to restore. I'm declaring it for my own life. Yes, yes. See, now we have people standing up here. And you know, it says in the Bible, in, in the book of Samuel, it says that King David, he messed up. He made a wrong choice in the battle. And he lost everything. And the people around him were mad at him. And it says David strengthened himself in the Lord. There was no one around to stand with him. So he strengthened his own heart. But I want to tell you about something even better. It's the people of God standing with each other. I don't want any of these people standing alone. All, all, all you, those of you who were up here last week, those in the ministry, in the healing ministry, if you're just plain old... Whoever, I want you to come up. I don't want one of these people standing alone right now. So if you can just come forward and just put, just put a hand on the back of one of these people standing here. Those in the prayer team. The, and if you're not in the prayer team, you still got the Spirit of God in you. You're still an encourager. So I'm just going to ask, just come... And just, you, don't, you don't have to know how to pray. I, I don't want to see the people of God standing alone. Not after the picture that Pastor George painted last week. I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to ask some more of you to come. Again, you don't have to do anything. I just want you to stand with someone as a person of God. We're going to begin to speak restoration over your life, over your finances. We still need a few more people to come.
We're going to begin to declare God's restoration over your life. It says in Job 22, when people are brought low and you say, lift them up, then he will save the downcast. He will deliver even one who is not innocent, who will be delivered through the cleanness of your hand. Even, Even those of you, you're feeling guilty today. If you'll turn to God, God will restore you right now, even even after your worst failure. We're calling down the grace of God right now. So let's just begin to declare restoration. I'm going to read this scripture. This is in Isaiah 61, um, verse 7. It says, instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will re- rejoice in your inheritance. And so, and so you will inherit a double portion in your land. And your everlasting joy will be yours. Just like everything we've been saying today. I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know how broken you are, how frustrated you are. You tried and you see God moving sometimes. And things are not working. You're, you're inside. You're done wrong. And you're hurting inside. But God said, for your shame, I'm going to give you a double portion. The love of God is so so wonderful in your life and in all of our lives that when we do wrong, we see the mistakes, our mistakes, the the the, the problems we do, we see we, we see the repercussions of that. But God said, but I don't judge you on that, and I don't hurt you, and I don't cause problems in, in that, that are you're going through. But what I do was if you come to me and you're honest and you're open with me. For that shame that you're supposed to have and do you do you may have, I want to give you a double portion for that. If you feel disgraced, God wants to restore you right now. So in the name of Jesus, I just speak life over you right now. I speak to your mind that tells you that I deserve this. That I deserve what I'm going through. I made mistakes and I, I failed and I didn't do the right thing. And then this is my suffering now for it. This is what I deserve. And God is saying, no, that's not what you deserve today. What you deserve is a double portion of my love. A double blessing of joy. A restoration that where you thought it was impossible. God said all things are possible for those who believe. We don't have to even believe in the impossible. We just have to believe in Jesus. And all things are possible. So I speak peace over you right now. I encourage you to know right now that your future and your days ahead of you are blessed. They're not filled with sorrow. They're not filled with destruction like the world is going through. That's not your future. That's the unbeliever's future. That they don't come to Christ. But if you're in Christ, you deserve a a double portion, a blessing from God. So today I speak that you receive that right now in the name of Jesus. I speak that sadness off you right now in the name of Jesus. Just like we heard in the Star Wars thing. It was with our father, now it's with his son, and now it's with you. And I pray that you would take that authority right now. The authority to take what's yours, your inheritance, what belongs to you. Don't be afraid to ask for it because it's yours. It doesn't belong to no one else but you. That joy belongs to you. That blessing belongs to you. That hope, that peace. That marriage restored, that belongs to you. That doesn't belong to no one else. It's waiting for you. So I pray you reach out for that in the name of Jesus. Take what's yours. 
Leave that shame. Leave the garbage. Leave the stress. Leave the frustration. Leave the hopelessness. Leave the negativity. Leave it at the altar today and take what's yours, which is the blessing of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. I want to speak healing. I believe um, I believe the Lord wants to bring a physical healing over a lot of you this morning. So I, right now in Jesus' name, I just bind the demonic spirit of fear in Jesus' name. I declare, Satan, that you have no authority over any person standing in this house of God. I declare that the chains of bondage is broken by the blood of Jesus and by the authority of the power of the cross and the resurrection. I declare that the authority of life stands in this house. And I speak to every woman who's had an abortion. I speak into your womb right now. You are worthy of children. I declare right now in Jesus' name that every womb that has been invaded will be filled with children in Jesus name your womb will not be desolate but your womb will bear the fruit of the Lord and your children will be strong in the earth and you will no longer sob and cry and weep over your sin but I hear the Lord saying let it be well with your soul you are forgiven you are restored you are redeemed I speak the word of God over you that says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You allow this word of God to be the strength in your belly. You allow this word of God to restore the strength in your bones. I hear the Lord say, oh woman, oh child of God, oh daughter of Zion, lift up your head and rejoice for your God has met you this morning and your God has come to you like the morning star to wash away the darkness of the hour of your sin. But the Lord comes like a mighty rushing wind over your body and over your mind and over the circumstances that surround you and he speaks life and he speaks hope and he speaks a new beginning and a new season of joy and the same way that the caterpillar metamorphosizes into the beautiful butterfly as so will you metamorphosize into the woman of God that God has created you to be in the earth I speak against the curse of promiscuity and I come against every STD ailment and AIDS HIV virus that has come to try to thwart the plan of God over your life I speak healing over everybody I speak healing over every room for every man that has stood here that has committed infidelity for every man that has stood here and has committed adultery for every man that is in here and has done things that are not right with your body before the Lord the Lord says that you are free of your sin this morning I bind the spirit of pornography in the name of Jesus that devil and that demon will no longer have authority in your household your household will be free and man of God you are free to stand in the authority in the God-given authority that God has given you in your home and don't worry about your sin it is covered by the blood of Jesus you go home today you get on your face before the Lord and you cry out for your home and you cry out for your children men of God I hear the Lord say sons are coming back your sons are coming back your daughters are coming back men of God who have been away from their children and maybe you have failed to support them the Lord says be loose from your sin in Jesus name there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus your families will be restored as you call out to the Lord and as you take your rightful place in the righteousness that God has called you to he will begin to put all the broken pieces back together in ways that you could have never imagined 
And I believe that the Lord is going to begin to restore not only your bodies, but your mind, the way that you think, the way that you walk. And I see marriages. I speak to every marriage now in Jesus' name. I bind the stronghold of pride. I bind the stronghold of selfishness. I bind the spirit of anxiety. I bind the spirit of fear. The enemy cannot and he will not have your marriage. I speak life into your marriage in Jesus' name. Not because I have been so successful, but because of the blood of Jesus, because of the forgiveness of sin. Be loosed from every sin that has invaded your marriage now in Jesus' name. The enemy will no longer bind your hands or bind your tongue from speaking love and good words. But the Lord's going to come in and he's going to exalt your marriage. He's going to come in and he's going to repair, repair those broken places as you continue to humble yourselves before the Lord. I speak healing now in Jesus' name, a restoration from depression in Jesus' name. You no longer are clothed with depression, fear, anxiety, or worry. Those do not belong to you. I want you to raise your hand to the Lord this morning. I want you to repeat after me. Depression, anxiety, and fear do not belong to me. I disown them in the name of Jesus. And I take upon myself hope, goodness, mercy, and forgiveness in Jesus' name. You will walk free. I believe in Jesus' name this morning that you are going to enter into a new season. I believe that the old are gonna, the old is gonna pass away. I believe that you're gonna come to a place where you're gonna lift up your head. There are some women in here. You're gonna go to the doctor in the next several weeks, and you're gonna begin to laugh before the doctor, and you're gonna begin to say, "Well, I don't understand how I'm healed. I don't understand how that STD isn't there anymore. I don't understand how the HIV/AIDS virus is no longer a part of my body. I don't understand why I'm not feeling like I have to go out and do all these things to my body." And you know what? I even speak to the drug addict in Jesus' name. Your body is worth the restoration that God has for you. And so in Jesus name, I reverse the curse of the drugs that have been inside of your body for years and years and years. I declare that every brain cell, every memory cell is whole in Jesus name. I declare that your veins are working the way that they ought to. And I declare that everything on the inside of you is being transformed by the blood of Jesus and it's being covered from disease because God is merciful I hear the Lord saying there are some of you he watched you as you sat and you did drugs and he watched you but he watched over you so that your life would remain there are some of you who have taken pills way beyond than what you should have taken just to subside the pain but the Lord has come to you this morning and I, I see a bottle in someone's hand this morning but I see you taking those pills and throwing them out and putting them down the toilet and saying no the Lord will be my peace no the Lord will be my strength I don't need alcohol I don't need drugs I don't need these things to make my life better to walk in a place of peace and purpose there is deliverance in Jesus name and when that demonic stronghold and host rises up against you 
you speak the name of Jesus. You remember that you are covered by the blood. You remember that you are born again. You remember that you have been redeemed from the pit of hell. And what God is going to do is he's going to take everything that was meant to harm you, to hurt you, to destroy you. And he's going to set you up high. And he's going to exalt you in the earth. And he's going to use you to set people free. And there are people standing in here who are going to break the chains of darkness. You're going to go into the darkest places of the earth. And God's going to use you to be that morning star. He's going to use you to be a light. He's going to use you to illuminate those places for the glory of God. So I just speak double blessing over every life in this house in Jesus' name. Double blessing. Even ministry. Ministry in Jesus' name. And every minister that stands in the house of God this morning. Every pastor, every deacon, every leader of every ministry in this house I declare a double blessing over your homes I declare that you will have double for the shame that you will have honor beyond what you could have imagined that God is going to take those secret places that you've cried out to him in and he's going to reward them openly and I believe in Jesus name that this is just the beginning for every minister that stands in the house of God this is just the beginning God, I thank you. I thank you for the standard. I thank you for your holiness. I thank you for your deliverance. I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you for your strength. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. I thank you that goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives and kindness of the Lord will chase us down and it will keep us strong so that in that day when the sky opens and you return for your church, we will be as a spotless bride before you, ready to enter into eternity forever and ever in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to close in worshiping the Lord. But I want to challenge you today, whatever junk you brought in in your mind, the shame, the guilt, the failure, leave it here. You have a choice. You could take it back home and it could be business as usual. Or you're going to decide today you're going full ahead with God and you're leaving it all behind. Every wrong decision. Every curse that was spoken against you, everything of abuse, we're leaving it behind. And we we have something to worship God for today. So let's just begin to bless Him. Don't wait for the worship team. Begin. God, we love you, Lord. Come on, worship Him.